Hello and welcome to Ditching Hourly. I'm Jonathan Stark. Today I am joined by guest James Turner. James, welcome to the show. Thanks, Jonathan. It's great to be here. Before we get started, could you tell folks a little bit about who you are and what you do? Sure. I am a marketing strategist and conversion copywriter. I co-own a business called Snap Copy, where we do on-demand conversion-optimized copywriting. And I also have my own uh, practice, if you will, at Turner Creative, where I do more sort of marketing strategy. I start with a blanker slate, um, and then it filters down into often copywriting jobs and things like that. Cool. All right, great. So we're we're here today, of, of all the many things we could talk about, we're here today to talk about Snap Credits. So why don't you tell us a little bit about a little bit more about what Snap does, and then how the how you charge for it because it's uh, it's it's not billing by the hour. It's not billing by the word, right? That's right. All right, cool. So let's yeah. So so what is Snap? Let's start there. Okay. So Snap exists to sort of bridge the gap between retainers and project based work. Um, we sell credits in packs of five, fifteen, twenty five, or fifty. And customers buy credits and then can use them whenever they want up to six months. We have a sort of weird dormancy expiry situation that we've figured out to try to motivate people to use them and also to not leave us like perpetually on the hook. Um, but uh, yeah, they can use them whenever they'd like for copy optimization or copywriting jobs um, with, we have, th there's some thought around, like we have sort of to optimize a landing page is four credits, for example. So we sort of have a list of typical jobs that people want to get done. And then that is set against a number of credits that each of those jobs would take. Um, but the thing that we were finding is like Leanna Patch, my business partner, also a very funny person. Um, she writes humor copy at punchline copy. Oh, cool. Yeah, very cool. Um, she's the cool one. <laughs> you got me. <laughs> That's all right. That's all right. So what kind I'm curious, what is your sort of sweet spot for clients? Like what kind what kind of a client is there a pattern to the kinds of clients that need the kind of the sorts of services that you have credits for, if that made sense? Uh yeah. Yeah. We have kind of like two different sweet spots I found. One is people who buy a few credits and they use them very carefully and they're usually smaller operations where they don't have like a marketing department. And mm -hmm. so our job is to turn their sort of crummy first drafts into, not that they're crummy, but you know what I mean? Like, yeah. hey, you write a first draft really quickly and then we can optimize it to make it shine. They're very drafty cost. drafts. Drafty drafts, that's right. Lots of holes. And um, we use, sort of give them the finished product uh, at a, you know, which would ultimately cost them a lot less than if they engaged a copywriter to write the whole thing from scratch. Hmm. So that's that's the one side of things, sort of like solopreneur type of things. We've we've done a lot of good work there. Um, mm -hmm. And on the other side, we have giant companies where they have just so much stuff going out, and we end up being like an assist. Maybe the marketing department has like a content writing crew, but they don't really have like a a finisher on staff. So we'll be the finisher, and then they'll use like one credit to look at these. Face, this Facebook ad or like that kind of like small stuff that it would be really annoying to try to find a copywriter, go through a whole vetting process and, you know, get on a waiting list and all this stuff. Mm -hmm. 
So that's kind of that's kind of our thought. It's like you don't want someone on retainer. You don't want to be paying every month whether you need them or not. Mm-hmm. But you want to have quick access. And so you buy credits, which is a upfront payment. So from mm-hmm. our perspective, we're we're good. We know we're we're whole. Mm-hmm. And then um, we have a certain turnaround. It's like forty eight hours for a one credit job, and then add twenty four hours for every credit thereafter. Interesting. Yeah. So they. It is, it does, it is like a hybrid model in between the two things where, where they are not thinking about hours or words, right? Right. Like you've sort of, you've sort of got, I guess, based on experience, you think that a particular kind of pretty small job, you know, like reviewing Facebook ad copy is a really small job Mm -hmm. and, but you still, you've disconnected it from time. So it's good for you because now there's a financial incentive for you to put tools and systems in place that allow you to do all the things that you would need to do to deliver the results, right? And so it makes sense for you to have, uh, not necessarily that you you turn it around really quickly, but it would only take you a minimal amount of time to do a good job on any given project. That's if right. Can, it's almost a task. So what? how do you, well, let's start, let's go here. How many different categories of, of what do you call them like what 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 are the credits you mean no that like what are the types of jobs cost this many oh, credits? jobs oh, is it jobs okay so gotcha. how many different different ones are there so if i came to your website and i was like well i'm a solo printer yeah. i might i might need someone to tidy up my copy what am i going to see when i go there in terms of the sorts of things that you will do sure um so we actually have a page that's called how to use snap credits <laughs> okay. For exactly this purpose. And it includes a quote because we also acknowledge like, can't find your job here? Answer these six questions and we'll send you a quote. Okay. You know? So, you know, we're also open. Mm-hmm. There's there's that as well. Um, we've we've toyed with the idea of really dialing it in and just offering like five different things. Um, but for now, anyway, we've we've left it open. So then on that page, there's like one credit jobs, two credit jobs, and four credit jobs. Not to okay. say that there couldn't be other example, you know, three or five, but these are just the sort of broad strokes. Um, and so one credit, you have things like write three value prop options, write five variations on a headline, write five email subject lines, um, optimize one short email. Those would be one mm. one credit jobs. And then into two credits, we're into like write three headline options plus hero copy or optimize a longer email, optimize a thank you page you know, Mm -hmm. these kinds of things. Mm -hmm. And then the next round is four credit jobs where we get into, and this is the one that we get the most optimize a short landing page. Mm -hmm. Um, That's a four credit job or uh, yeah. So what, how far do you get involved with uh, like, let's talk about that short landing page one, because there's there's more moving parts there than some of the others. Mm -hmm. Obviously that's why it's four credit job. (laughs) Right. So, so the, the, the question probably in the listener's mind and, and mine is, you know, your the variability that you're you're going to experience is like the scope could be, you know, someone's definition of short landing page or long landing page might be different. So I don't know how specific you get on the website, but if somebody like let's let's say I buy four credits, I want you to um, did you say write the short landing page or you they give you a draft and you rewrite would it would be would be optimized. Yeah, like generally we like it when someone already has the page up and we're mm-hmm. reviewing like a live page. Got it. We'll... So, so then you know immediately how much work it's going to be just by looking at it. Right. That's right. We do actually say around 600 words. Uh, that was something we added after sort of four years of 
you know, someone giving us a multiple page scrolling long, yeah. long, long sales page and the being classic like, oh. remit. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> right. So, all right. So then, so some, how, I'm just curious about the process here. Like how, how smooth, how streamlined is the process for, for someone to buy the credits and then use them? Is it, does it require phone calls or is it mostly automated? I'm curious how smooth that is. Yeah, we have it as automated as we can. Um, it's a bit sort of rough sometimes because mm -hmm. like a, Z a Zapier will tell us that something's <laughs> failing. We're using Zapier. We're using Google Sheets, Google mm -hmm. Docs, um, WooCommerce, Love it. Trello. <laughs> yeah, the it's, patchwork. It's quite a system. <laughs> yeah, so when it works, it works amazingly. Um, in, in type form. So in general, you buy the credits, you get an email saying, hey, you bought credits, fill out this client brief. And then mm -hmm. when you've done that, fill out a project brief for every project you want to submit. And mm -hmm. so how you submit a project is you fill in a type form called a project brief. Mm -hmm. And it has a set of questions in it that give us all we need to know about the context for the project, who your ideal client is. Um, one of the questions I really love is where will the people who see this be coming from? Yeah. Sort of trying to think about the the flow. Like, right. you know, if they're clicking off of an ad, what does the ad say? If so, we can match the message in the landing page to the ad or yeah. whatever. Um, and then, yeah, they hit submit. We get an email notifying us. We sort of review it, say, yeah, that looks like it's, you know, it's a standard type of thing. And then we, in our Google sheet, enter in, you know, four credits, we assign it to a writer, we give it a due date, we press okay. And then the automated system sends them an email saying your credit will be, your, your project will be this many credits due back to you this day. Hmm. Okay. Then, yeah. So I have like about a million questions about it. It's, Great idea. it's fun. I, so one <laughs> thing I want to point out is that, I mean, you're, you're or, or let me ask you, you're the expert. How are copywriting services normally sold? I mean, there are a lot of ways to do it. Right. But but in general, in general, people have a need and they start trying to find a copywriter. And it, it really depends. You know, if they, a lot of times I'll get my personal customers, not through Snap, but in my own consultancy, just through referrals, yep. which is easier because they're not usually shopping around then. They're just, they just want to make sure that the, person who recommended them was was right that we'd be a good match yep. but generally yeah there's like at least a, a 15 minute get to know you call and then i've moved into the sort of road mapping or like a sort of paid paid discovery call from my own you know practice right. but but calls for sure i think that's kind of the way you're going that there's a lot of upfront work yep whereas and this is like you could it's a it's a cart like you can just show up add credits to your cart and buy it Right. Yeah. That's the point I'm trying to, I want to make yeah. sure everyone knows because if people, you know, not everyone listening is a copywriter, most aren't. Mm -hmm. So it might not be obvious, like how dramatically different that checkout process is from a, like a normal sales type of thing. And I'm imagining if somebody's getting on a phone call with you, spending their time to talk to you, even if it was a referral, then they're not just looking for someone to review one Facebook ad. Like they've got a bigger project of some kind, like yeah. a website, like what's a, what's a small project that would come through in that way? Uh, yeah, rewriting a website for new, you know, oftentimes it'll be after they've worked with some big agency that's given them a whole sort of direction mm -hmm. and then they need someone to, to turn that into something. Mm -hmm. um, or if it's a, you know, a new campaign, so writing a landing page or writing a sales page or writing an email campaign. Mm -hmm. I personally try to focus on landing pages and email campaigns. Why is exclusively. that? Exclusively. Um, 
I like the not that you can't do this with every asset, but I really like writing in the the you voice, like really personal voice. Yeah, yeah. And I find that those two things, like I'm also really a big fan of text-based email, not mm. big designy stuff. So yes, I really like that sort of. Yeah, I've noticed. <laughs> <laughs> so I like that style. So that's okay, why. so so that's one. So uh, the reason I asked was because it would seem to be that that Snap offers. A benefit the snap approach offers a benefit to especially man especially those big companies where the marketing department just has a million fires to put out and then not enough time yep. to do it and they just they just buy some credits and fill out a form and they don't have to talk to anyone and and off to the races they've got some expectation of quality and turnaround time and they can sort of forget about it right and then how yep. do you get the how do you send the work back to them google docs so you just email them a link or something? Yeah, it's it's automated through. So on our end, we fill in a Google form by entering our project number, mm -hmm. and then the magic happens in the background. They get an email through Active Campaign with a nice. "Here's your Snap project, your latest Snap project" with a link to a Google Doc. Cool. Um, yeah. So and we and we're upfront about that. We just everything's Google Docs basically. Right. Um, right. Uh, yeah, I was just thinking on that we did a. One of the coolest or sort of most fun things we did was a music festival, a Las Vegas music festival hmm. back two, three years, four years ago. I'm not sure, <laughs> but uh, they bought 50 credits and then we we were mostly doing their social, like they had all these, they had to get, we we, we did like the, the envelope copy for the tickets when they get mailed to people. And then we did like the <laughs> wristband copy. And then we were doing social after social after social as they were releasing different artists that were going to be part of it. And, <laughs> that's um, cool i think in the end they bought another 50 so like they were just plowing through them mm. um, and yeah. how much how much how many credits is a wristband <laughs> uh one credit <laughs> depending on the size of the wristband it's big, probably it's not a, a lot wrist. of wrist yeah, well okay well maybe we'll have to uh, do a bespoke quote on that then <laughs> okay so um are your prices on the website are they the same for everyone do you they must be if it's yes. all Cool. So, so clients just, I, I suppose if I was brand new and I came to your site and be like, buy credits, what's this? Uh, I click on, I see prices for like, how much does it say five credits? You say five credits is the smallest? Five is the smallest. That's 1297. 12. Okay. So, uh, 1297. Yes. I, <laughs> I figured it wasn't $12. <laughs> um, and so then I'm going to wonder, well, okay, maybe it's just me, but my brain doesn't go, well, how many hours is that? And really, really what I want to know is how much can I get done with five credits? And so mm -hmm. what's the next thing I see? I should probably just, I mean, this is an audio show, so I'm not going to pull up the page, but if you could describe what, what happens next in the buying process, I see, okay, five credits. Well, I don't know how many I need, but I know what I need done. I'm imagining right. I would scroll down. Well, you said you have a page where it's like here, how to how spend to use, your credits, yeah. how to use your credits. And and so I can go over there and kind of cross-reference between the kinds of things I need done and how yep. many credits it would take to do them and then just go buy credits after. I probably wouldn't go to the credits first. I would probably go to the jobs first and then, well, no. Yeah, I, I think, well, I did. I think it depends how you ended up on the site in the right, first place too, right? Right. right. Um, but yeah, there's like the how to use Snap Credits is, is definitely a, a path we see a lot of people go through. And then a lot of people will ask for a project quote. Mm -hmm. even for something that's on that page. So it's obviously not doing as great a job as it could. <laughs> um, but when you when you go to buy credits, when you go to put them in your cart, the sort of product page has examples of what, of what 
five what you could do with five credits mm -hmm. okay like in the description the product description there's like a reminder of here are some examples of how you can use five credits mm. five snap credits okay cool yeah. and that and reminder that they only last for six months and I, I love your framing of that that we don't want you to be sitting on credits forever we want to encourage you to use them mm -hmm. so and and obviously from your standpoint you probably could get yourself in real trouble if they didn't expire because yeah. because you could have like a whole bunch of people for some reason who knows why if 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 a whole bunch of old credits got spent at the same time you'd probably have a really hard time managing That's capacity right. That's so right. how, how do you deal with capacity so like if anybody well, can buy credits anytime is is there like a maximum that i mean i know there's a maximum bundle but can they you know buy 50 like three 50 packs and no. then we do, we, have... we do that with stock like we only have an amount in stock that we feel like we could manage got it got like if it. everyone bought every single thing we had in stock we'd certainly have to um, write her up a bit <laughs> but we've got a pretty like leanna and i are, are both very personally connected with loads of writers so mm -hmm. um and I, I don't know if i said that at the start but we we do work with writers that's kind of like part of the the way snap works part of the model yeah that's exactly oh. where i was going to go next so because yeah. i was going to start talking about capacity so if you so so what happens in that relationship how does that relationship exist the writer between one? you and the writers yeah like i mean I, I understand that you know each other but financially speaking uh, are are you so neither one of you is doing any writing for snap uh we we do we do and we don't but it's not it's not guaranteed and if we uh if we really push it so the, the thing about snap copy too is that it's both we both have our own personal consultancies mm -hmm. so it's it's not i wouldn't side hustle feels a bit pejorative but mm -hmm. it's it's not either of like there's no one who's a full-time snap employee constantly like yeah. doing biz dev and that kind of stuff which you know there certainly could be it's that kind of a company for sure well, it's, it's scalable right it's kind of like a marketplace was like fiverr for writers in a way you know where you're simple yeah, you yeah. created a thin layer on top of a bunch of freelancers yeah. that makes the the purchase process really easy like so easy that i would perhaps buy five credits for you to review uh i don't know a few facebook ads are like you know what i mean so like you wouldn't mm -hmm. probably look for a copywriter to do just that so that's right it's very interesting so so do the i i have to ask how do the Please copywriters do. get paid if you're by, getting by credit creating, right but it's all copywriters get x percentage of the credit that they completed so in other words are they also financially incentivized to do a good job as fast as possible or um, do they or do they, like do some of them no no charge the, by the, the payment, word or by the hour no no we we pay 60 dollars per credit got it That's okay it. so so if so is so in theory working for yeah you're not working for snap but it, but you know what i mean like you're contracting through there it's like it's like mm -hmm. a lead lead source you know it, it is it is like a marketplace it's like well, you, but we don't connect the writers with the clients. Like, so we're the face to the clients. That's true. And we're the first point of contact. We scope the jobs. We say, yeah, that looks like it actually is a four credit job. Or, mm -hmm. hey, can you give us more information about this or that? And then we'll go to someone who we've already agreed in advance is willing to take jobs for Snap. Right. And we just send them, like, like if, if the client sends us a Google Doc, we make a copy of that. Mm -hmm. So it's a really siloed. Yep, I got it. Um, and then the writer sends us back their thing and we look at it and, and often tweak it before sending it back to the client so we're sort of the first and last 
eyes on the stuff. So it's not, there's no connection. We don't say, right. oh, this is your writer. Okay. Good luck, guys. Okay. <laughs> Got it. Okay. So it's very cool. So how, how predictable is the demand, if you see what I'm saying? I do see what you're saying. And it could be more predictable if we did more to make it predictable, but it is not terribly predictable. Uh, Leanna speaks at a lot of conferences. Mm -hmm. And so ten, generally what happens is she'll go and speak somewhere and a bunch of people will hear about her and we'll get a few new Snap clients. And then the sort of, there'll be like these little ebbs and, and flows. Like we right. don't have any ads running or right. anything like that. Do you have um, a lot of, how much repeat business would you say you know, of your revenue in a year, let's say, how much of it would you say is from sort of on people who are buying credits over and over and over, or is it more event driven, like the Las Vegas thing where they buy 50 or hundred credits and then you don't hear from them again for four years or something like that? Um, it, it's a pretty decent, uh, we did this once a while ago and I can't remember the numbers and I don't know, <laughs> I can't quickly look them up, but, uh, it was sort of more than half were repeat. Interesting. Yeah. Huh. Something else that we do is we, if people buy credits, um, so often we end up, it, it's unavoidable. We do have to get on a call and mm -hmm. that's fine, mm -hmm. you know? Um, and if people are sort of unsure, they don't want to make the big, take the big bite. Um, we will say, Hey, how about you buy five credits? We'll do that first job. And then if you like it, we can set up a special purchase to pay the difference between five and 25. Got or, it whatever, because uh, I don't know if I didn't mention this, but they, they, they get less expensive per credit, the more you buy. Got it. So there's a bulk discount. Yeah. Yeah. Very so we, we allow people to dip their toe by <laughs> buying a small amount and then making it as if they had bought a big amount in the first place. Right. And they'll get a, a better per credit price. Sure. And did, did, when you, for new clients, when they come along, are they like surprised by this model or do they generally hear about it from someone and come because of the model? Hmm. That's a great question. I, <laughs> I can't say that many people are surprised by the model that I speak to, mm -hmm. but that probably is because by the time we're connected, they've gotten over it. <laughs> um, and I have never really had someone be like, we're here because of the model. Right. Um, it seems pretty novel though. Is it, is it not? Yeah. Yeah. No, it totally is. Um, <laughs> something that I've noticed is the only people who ask well, is that a lot of friction or will that actually work? Are like other copywriters. It's never, <laughs> it's never business owners. Yeah. I'm trying to think, are there other industries that have something similar to this, this sort of a credits model, um, in a service space? So like, I can't think mm -hmm. of any, I can't think no. of any. My, my immediate thought was like the CSA, like the consumer supported agriculture, you know, like where you, you support a farm mm. by paying a certain amount and then you get a box of right veggies every week <laughs> right, right. Uh, yeah no it's 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 interesting and, and my brain is kind of like grinding on what other what other areas of the digital world services world you know software development or you know web design i guess design joy has sort of a subscription model but it's not credits um video games maybe where you can accrue points and then use it to get like a better thing right you yeah, know better better weapon color machine gun something yeah yeah maybe but it's but in the services space it's really hard to think of examples do mm -hmm. you th do you think it's well how did you well first 
I'm curious, like how you started it, you know, and I know it's an interesting backstory that I'll let you tell. Yep. I'm also curious about um, if you, maybe it's part of the same story, but if you can remember how you build before, well, I guess you still build a different way on your own, yeah. but how it changed your, if how, how, and if it changed the way you approached the work or the way you thought about the work for, and what I'm fishing for is a lot of times when people switch off of an hourly model onto some kind of fixed price, either productized service or value based, they notice a major shift. So I'm curious if you if you feel any different when you're working on a snap thing versus when you're working on a direct to client thing and and, and way back at the beginning how you got it and if it if it felt weird or different or better or worse. Okay. So unfortunately I will have to say that I started in copywriting already post hourly. So I've never, oh, I never had to go through that. Um, and this is all down to my sort of first and forever mentor, Joanna Weeb, who runs uh, copy hackers. Mm -hmm. Um, that was one of, I was in her conversion copywriter course back in 2014, um, when she still had only taught a handful of people, um, which was really a good, good thing for me. <laughs> it's grown to an empire. Um, so yeah, and one of her things right off the bat was to just never charge hourly, mm -hmm. you know? Yeah. So I never thought of copywriting as a thing where you would charge hourly and I've, and I've never allowed people to get me to track my hours. And like part of it, I just think like, I just, I, I, I can't keep track of that kind of thing. That's just not how my brain works. Right. Um, and like, do I charge you if I suddenly think of your project while I'm washing the dishes? <laughs> <laughs> Like, I don't know, where does, where does it stop and start with creative stuff like this? <laughs> right. Right. Yeah, so then totally. with this, with the snap thing, I think the thing that it made me think about is just the, uh, the convenience of having predefined jobs. Like you almost suggest the jobs to people like, right. They might look mm -hmm. at it and be like, oh yeah, I could get someone to look at all my Facebook ads or maybe I don't need to write those myself or whatever. Like, mm -hmm. you know what I mean? I, yeah. I think that like in my consultancy, it was all just kind of open just wide open, just, I'm a, I'm a guy, what do you need? Let's, let's talk about what you might need. Whereas this is the productized part of snap was what was the big kind of eye opener for me. Yeah, it is. It's one layer of abstraction, more productized. Hmm. So it's, it's like, you've got productized scopes, right? So you've got all of these scopes, yep. which are, which uh, would most, most people who are going to productize in that way, I would call it menu pricing. And they would have, instead of credits, they would have a price for each one of the things, you know, like a, a Facebook ad review, it is like directly this many dollars, right. you know, like whatever, whatever one credit would divide into, you know what I mean? And so like, and the, it would just be this huge, like, like restaurant, <laughs> restaurant menu of like, here are services that we can do here are the dollars for each one. And yeah. I suppose you could still do it like that. I mean, I don't know what, do you think the credits, I suppose the expiring thing is a novel, um, feature of this, but what, why wouldn't, why the credits and not just pricing the individual items on the menu? Um, I think, okay. Well, the, one thing I really like about credits that I've heard people say is that it's, it's like, they've already bought something, mm -hmm. like now they own something. So they've already, the money's, the money's just like done with right off the bat. So now they're not thinking about spending money when they're submitting jobs. Mm -hmm. Yeah, they already made the thing. purchase decision. Right. right. And it's a different feeling, I think, then. So that it kind of transfers yeah. the weight, if you will. 
yeah. the decisions made. Now I've got these credits and they're only good for this thing. It's like, it's like if someone gives you a gift certificate for a store instead of just giving you money. Mm-hmm. Right. So there's that. Um, I think too, I like the, the credit based system enforces a minimum spend. So from this is from our perspective, it's better, but it's, it would be harder to, to just force people to pay a certain amount of money when they're like, well, I don't know what I want. Yeah. But, that's the wild thing. It's like, they're making a purchase decision before they know what they want. Like how, because in well, theory, you could say, all right, um, minimum minimum job size, you know, minimum cart is what did, what did you say? Twelve ninety seven. Minimum yeah. cart is twelve ninety seven. Just throw stuff into the cart until it's up to twelve ninety seven. Check out, and we'll get true. started. True. I, I think part of this the the benefit though is you know you know you need a thing, mm-hmm. so you'll get that thing, and then you'll also have some leftovers for the things that you kind of don't know what's coming. And yeah. it's rare that I've found in my personal consultancy that I talked to someone where they aren't aware of like this sort of nebulous, I'll probably need some other, (laughs) like, I mean, almost everyone talks about like, and there might be more projects down the road, Mm. which could be just a sort of selling tactic to get you to want to work with them. (laughs) But now I, I, there is, there is something about the psychology that, um, I wouldn't have appreciated, you know, 10 years ago, I suppose, Mm. where the, because you're right, you, it, it changes the dynamic. It feels more like, I know I'm going to need copywriting done. I'm probably going to need, I'm, I'm expecting to pay a couple grand anyway. Yep. So let me just get started with five credits, see how this this works, see if I like it, and then maybe do that upgrade thing where you upgrade me to a, a cheaper per credit price by me buying 25 or 20 more. Yep. So it's 25. And then it having the credits would then encourage me to deploy them and with the expiration date it's like it's like ah i've got some credits left i sh- i really should redo my 404 page or something like that yeah. and then just like say hey snap yeah i it, i really can't it's not like i have to take out my wallet again cuz then i would be like nah i don't really need to do that yeah <laughs> but you now you're in the like use it or lose it mindset right and and the the I think it is good to encourage the, the, the sort of, especially the solopreneurs who can get way behind on stuff like that and let their website get mm-hmm. stale and it's just not doing anything for them. And, and to, to create a model where they are encouraged to do the right thing, basically. Yep. Yeah. That's, it is really interesting. I would not have, I think, you know, maybe five, 10 years ago, I would have been like, ah, eh, you're just, you're just abstracting the productization like I just described, like you could throw all the stuff right. in the cart, have a enforce a minimum purchase amount and just, you know, but it, it, I can feel it. it it's a totally different experience. The, it would cool. be way more transactional that way. And yeah, you need to be like, way more deaf. You need to know more about your own project than you probably can. That's very interesting. Or, or at least this, the overall scope of the work It's it's really interesting. It's like stocking up on staples. Yeah. You don't know exactly which meal they're going to be for, but you know you're going to use them. Right. Right? Right. Like it's, and it's nice like to have them it. there. Yeah. And then once you have them, it's like you've got a writer in your pocket. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I think that I, I, I would want people to have that feeling of like, I'm kind of covered. As right. long as I have snap credits, if I suddenly need something, I know a guy. And I don't have to be paying them monthly whether I use them or not. And I don't have to be employing them. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. The, the, it, Here's another thing that's interesting about this model is that that sort of monthly retainer thing is for, for hands work is a dangerous, it's a slippery slope for people. Mm -hmm. So like a lot of times I'll talk about advisory retainers and I always, I used to say, just say retainer. 
Right. But now I am careful to always say advisory retainer because a a doing a, a labor retainer, like doing stuff with your hands kind of retainer that's use it or lose it can pretty quickly turn into them trying to keep you busy because in a different way, it's it's more like staff augmentation or uh, and they have a lot of other options if they if they're like oh geez we're paying James like ten thousand dollars a month every month whether we use it or not and we could hire two people on staff for mm-hmm. for about that so you know it's like you're putting yourself into competition with something you don't want to be in competition with totally yeah it's very interesting I want I'm curious if there's uh if if there's anyone listening who's aware of a dev shop a software development shop that has a similar kind of model for hands work where they're they're coding man this the the scopiness would be pretty tricky but i'll bet you could do it i'd be curious to i'd be curious to talk to somebody that's doing this in the more of the software space if i hear of anyone i'll definitely let you know yeah cool i wanted to say one thing about mm-hmm. the use it or lose it thing we after about year two of running it started doing an automated monthly email being like hey you've got snap credits mm-hmm. you should submit a job here's the link to the project brief in case you forgot and i can't remember the writing but i think there may be even something about like maybe you need this maybe you need that mm-hmm. the sort of spark like what we can do for them right yeah because you wouldn't and, and that is there's probably a little bit of self-preservation i mean clearly on the one hand you want to use up their credits and buy more uh, but on the other hand you probably wouldn't want someone who had 50 credits expiring to be like, okay, I got to use all of these credits today. <laughs> right. We do have a sort of cumulative, uh, like, sorry, in sequence, not cumulative. Like you can't buy 50 credits and submit 50 one credit jobs and expect them all back in 48 hours. Mm-hmm. They would be basically just stacked one after the other, after the other, after the other. Got it. Okay. For whatever that would be a hundred days. I don't know. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so Yeah. Yeah, uh, we, we 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 get around that like we, we're pretty clear and no one's ever tried to push us if someone submits two things at once we will be like hey just so you know we do these back to back which would you want us to work on first mm-hmm. kind of thing interesting so if you could sort of speak to someone in the audience who might be who really just loves doing the, the actual work right and doesn't really want to go advisory and would love to maybe maybe has a bench of of other developers or other copywriters or other photographers or whatever that that love doing the craft and just mm-hmm. want to find a way to separate their time for money maybe they don't love um i mean the process of of writing a project proposal using value pricing is like night and day compared to your your process like yours is right. compl- basically completely automated you don't even have to talk to the client where value That's pricing right. a project is like uh, you know, put on your Columbo hat and, and really go, go digging for an hour with someone, maybe more. And it, 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 it's way more stressful. It's way more difficult. There's huge upside to it, but it's not for everyone. I know that. So if, mm-hmm. if you're, if someone listening is thinking like, huh, I want to experiment with this. What, what could you tell them? Like what surprises you about it or what surprised you about it at the beginning or, um, or, or what would, what would scaling it up look like? You know, like you said, it's it's not it's not fair to call it a side hustle, but it's not your main thing. Like, do you think that someone who wanted to go all in on a model like this could do uh, as well or better than, say, some someone like value pricing projects or just, just selling productized services? Yeah, 
I think so. Well, I think I don't, I'd love, I wish I knew how I could answer that versus value pricing projects, but I've so far not really uh, managed to do any of that. Right. <laughs> um, yeah. It's like, a di this is for a different personality type. This model is for a totally different personality type. Yeah. I think so. One thing we did raise our prices at, as at a certain point, we realized that we were just, we lost the ability to attract writers. So we had to mm. pay them more. And then we just, kind of adjusted our pricing all across and we, we there's a, a profit margin between the cost and the like how much we're paying a writer and how much we're getting paid that we, sure. we're, we're trying to keep intact mm -hmm. um so with that in mind it, it it i think it's totally scalable i mean if we wanted to we could have i don't know what 10 writers per reviewer and we could hire reviewers to be mm -hmm. to do the sort of intermediate step and then we would be like it 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 I can see how it would scale, you know, Yeah. I can see that you would just need to add, like if, if we got to the point where Leanna and I couldn't oversee every project coming through, then we would just have to hire an overseer, you know, mm -hmm. a, a copy chief right, or two and mm -hmm. or three or four. And like that, I think picture that sort of like, that's probably how it would go. Like there'd be sort of a, a set of writers and then an overseer and that <laughs> we would have to figure out how many, how many clients required that. Right. You know, I think it would get pretty crazy because we're we're working with people who are like we don't have like an agreement to give them a certain number of jobs. Mm -hmm. So that's one thing that's been a bit problematic with not having like really consistent flow. Like we'll get all interested with someone and we'll be like, yeah, great. So the next time we get a client come through that's a good match, then we'll reach out. But we can't like I wouldn't want someone to be, you know, basing their livelihood on Snap as a writer. Mm-hmm. Right. It's sort of pitched as more of a filling in the cracks right. type of thing. So for, for good writers, if you've got some downtime, these are easy jobs. You don't have to talk to any clients. You don't have to do any scoping. You just get a clear brief, do it, you send it back. That's it. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So it's very interesting. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I agree. You could, that could be scaled up. It, it would be, uh, I mean, I guess there are a lot of copywriters. Uh, you would need a lot of copywriters, but I suppose there are a lot of copywriters. So there really are. Yeah. Yeah. So that's uh, that's pretty cool. It's pretty cool. I, I'm curious. It, it'd be really interesting if somebody tried this in another space. I'd really love to know about that. Or, or someone that has a similar model, even in the copywriting space, it probably doesn't exist, or you'd probably have heard of them. But uh, that's that's already gone. That's gone all the way down that rabbit hole and like done it as their full time thing to see what that looks like. Yeah. yeah, but it's it feels a little bit like a a super duper organized virtual agency type of model. Yes. But uh, the the menu of jobs plus the credits does create a novel dynamic that, that like I said, I probably would have poo pooed years ago. But just like no, it's it's that is officially separated in my mind. That's officially separated time for money for sure. This yeah right because of those two steps. Yeah, I get that. Um, you you sort of hinted at, and I feel obliged to give credit where, where credit is due mm -hmm. regarding, like, so Leanna and I did not actually start SnapCopy. Mm -hmm. um, we, in fact, inherited it, perhaps you could say, from <laughs> yeah. our mutual mentor, which was the aforementioned Joanna Weeb. Mm -hmm. uh, she had run Snap as a, a side project to copy hackers and realized it, it got which is a thing that happens with her too successful. <laughs> it was getting in the way of, of, of running copy hackers. So she decided to close it down. And at that time, Leanna and I were in a private mastermind with her, with a handful of other people. Mm -hmm. And she, Leanna and I were like 
trying to think of what we could do to work together because we'd met and we're like, yeah, we, we, we should run a business of some kind. And then, um, she announced, Joanna announced that she was closing down snap. And so Leanna and I kind of like, could we, should we? So we, <laughs> we set up a call and we approached her and we had no idea what, like how it was going to go. It might've been like a, you know, your, your nice mastermind students, but please no. But mm -hmm. anyway, we just thought, you know, Hey, instead of closing it or, you know, as well, you know, it had already happened ish, but instead of just like trashing the whole thing, how about Leanna and I take it over because it's a really awesome model. And, uh, so Joanna very generously said, sure, someone should be doing it and just transferred us the business essentially, again, not the, uh, the client list, right. but the model, um, she spent a good chunk of time on the phone explaining how it worked and how mm. she ran it. And we've, we've made some changes, but the, the sort of the credit, the thing that you're, this is why I felt like I had to say it, that the genius move of, of the double abstraction comes from Joanna. Mm, so got it. I'll say that we recognized it <laughs> uh -huh. and we, uh, wanted to take it on, but I can't claim credit for inventing the idea. Sure. But it does, it does raise another important part of the model and advantage of the model is that it's really easily sellable. Like you've, you've created, or you have continued a, a business that, you know, if you, if you were doing it full-time, if both of you were doing it full-time and you were running ads and you were, you know, out there promoting it, you know, more like going all in, then mm -hmm. you'd, you'd have a predictable stream of cash flow. You, you get paid in advance. So it's all positive cash flow. And yep. it's, it's like, it'd be something that could, and, and you're not like, I mean, you're on the website and stuff, but it, you're not like the face, but they're not hiring you. Right. It's, That's right. It's more of an agency thing that, you know, it can change hands. It is a really interesting hybrid model. It's sort of, it's not an agency. It's not a productized service. It's yeah, it's like a different thing. It's very interesting. Thanks. Yeah. I really like it. I love talking about it and it's a great compliment to, we both have found to having like, we have our sort of mainstay consultancies where there's more strategy work and it's more like wait lists and much more in depth and hands-on. Um, but if people come to us who are not really a good fit or they need something really quickly, then we've got this other place to send them. Yeah. Like, so that a lot of, a lot of snap customers come via our own consultancies where like, actually, you know, it would be a better fit for this project that you want done mm -hmm. is snap copy. Very cool. Mm-hmm. Great. Well, and this I is... thought of it as, yeah. oh, sorry. No, go ahead. <laughs> I just, one last thing. I thought of it as also, it's, it's a really good maintenance. It's like a good after thing, right? Right. Like, yeah. Could... And since you have a separate business from it, it doesn't, doesn't drag down your primary brand it's like right. uh, it's a different arm you know it's not even an arm it's just a different company that um that does this sort of lower altitude work in a way that where the the incentives are all like genius align like magically aligned mm -hmm. it's very cool mm -hmm. yeah i've thought of offering it as like buying my clients five snap credits as a thank you and goodbye present type of thing interesting yeah and i wonder if other i mean other copywriters could do the same if you're charging a premium, that could be a sort of value add bonus at the end. Oh, that, yeah, right. There's another thing you could do to like make it more popular is yep. or, or increase awareness of it is gift. Well, I don't know if you'd gift them, but uh, give credits to you know people who do you know messaging, brand, voice, uh, positioning, yep. things that are higher altitude. That's right. Who don't want to 
be we're doing Facebook ads and just say, here's five credits on us or whatever, or sell them at a discount or at cost or something to other copywriters and, uh, and have them send their maintenance work to snap. Yeah. Yeah. We've had a couple of different types of partnerships over the years. Um, yeah, definitely a, a way for it to grow. Hmm. Cool. This has been fascinating. Yes, indeed. Where can people go if they want to find out more about what you're doing, uh, either at Snap or on your own site or or your mailing list, all the things? Yeah. So the best way to buy credits is to go to snapcopy.co. Um, and that's the Snap website. And it has all those things we talked about, like the how to use Snap credits and all that. Mm -hmm. uh, and for me personally, uh, I write daily emails at onecreativemoment.ca. And that's actually now the best way to get in touch with me. Um, I started doing that in November after taking your excellent course. Thank you. Congratulations. It's it's great. I love it. So the best way to get in touch with me is to just join that daily email list and reply to emails. <laughs> we'll just yeah. be in the middle of a conversation just like that. <laughs> yeah, it's really good too. I, I mean, uh, I would have to say that as a graduate of e Email 365, <laughs> but uh, it's really good. I mean, it shows that you Thanks. write all the time. So it's very yeah. entertaining. Excellent. I'm glad to hear it. Well, cool. Thanks again. And uh, that'll do it for this week, ladies and gentlemen. I'm Jonathan Stark, and I hope you join me again next time for Ditching Hourly. Bye. Hello, dear listener. I'm here to tell you that registration is now open for the pricing seminar. Who's the pricing seminar for? It's for designers and developers and marketers and photographers and illustrators and analysts and lawyers and architects and any other independent professionals who are tired of not getting paid what they're worth. But how do you know if TPS is for you? Well, one sure sign is that you're working harder than ever, but you're just not getting ahead. You're making the same money you made last year or the year before. Another sign is that you're slammed some months, working 40, 50, 60 hour weeks every week for months. And then you're dead for months after that, wondering how you're going to pay your rent. Another sure sign is that you're losing business to amateurs, folks who are brand new to whatever it is you do, who are undercutting you with a lower hourly rate and taking away your business. Here's what you need to know about the pricing seminar. It's not a DIY video course that you download and maybe someday finish watching if you even start it at all. Nope, it's an interactive online workshop where you learn by doing. That's right, there's homework and people to help keep you accountable for doing it. As a group, we walk through the process of conceiving, researching, designing, marketing, pricing, and selling to clients who are anxious to buy. So if you're ready to finally start getting paid what you're worth, enroll now before it's too late. Lessons start Monday, and folks from all over the world are already connecting in the private community. Go to thepricingseminar.com to enroll now. It only takes 60 seconds to sign up. That URL again is thepricingseminar.com. If you're ready to start getting paid what you're worth, I hope you'll join us.